Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva! Welcome to another episode of Viva La Vegas here on a Monday evening. As always, I'm your host, Blackjack Fletcher, and uh, we got a lot going on. Lots to talk about here tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights, our team, our boys, have advanced to the Stanley Cup final. Against all odds, in the face of all the people who said they couldn't do it, the Golden Knights are going to play for a Stanley Cup title this year in their expansion season. The Washington Capitals are looking like they're going to force a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference. We've got... Uh, the Cavaliers and Celtics going on right now in Game 4. We have the Warriors curb-stomping the Rockets last night in Game 3. Justify wins the Preakness to set up a possible triple crown. There's a ton going on. And as always, we're joined by our friend from uh, SPR, the big man on campus. Jeff, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing well. How are you, Blackjack? Good to hear your voice, pal. Monday Fantastic. evening. What's happening? Fantastic, my man. The Golden Knights are playing for a title. I couldn't be better. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. I, uh, I'm i right there with you, man. Four more games, baby. Four more games. That's it. That's it. It looks like we're going to get a game seven in the Eastern Conference. The Capitals are up 2 nothing here in the third period on the Lightning. That series is just wild to predict at this point. The Capitals win the first two on the road. The Lightning win the next three. Now it looks like Washington is going to take game six. Uh, game seven is going to, be, going to be the definition of a coin flip. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had much of a read on this. I just, I guess, it just gives the Knights a couple more days to uh, get their, uh, get their cuts and bruises uh, fixed up. And uh, look, Tampa's going to get a game seven, so uh, maybe they'll finally be able to sell a game out. Blackjack, what do you think? <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you, go, Vegas does have somewhat of an interest here because uh, obviously, should Tampa win, Tampa would host Game One on Memorial Day. Should Washington win the series, Vegas would have home ice, and they would host game one uh, next Monday. So looks like Vegas will have another week off. They've had a week off between all these series. question is, are they getting on a plane and going to Tampa, or are they staying home? Yeah, I don't think it's ever a bad thing this time of year to get some days off. I mean, it can can throw up momentum a little bit, but um, you're going to be a little bit fresher later in the series, which, you know, is obviously a little bit more important. You know, I'm not saying, you know – there's never a game you throw away in the playoffs, but it is nice to be a little bit uh, more refreshed later in the series uh, instead of, you know, playing a, a seven-game series and having to play a day or two later. So, yeah, uh, exciting times. Obviously, look, uh, is this a Leicester type of, you know, event? No, but it's pretty damn close. I mean, you know, Leicester was 5,001, and they were a team that, you know, was, was just coming up from relegation, really. But I'll tell you what, I mean, you have a team here who – literally didn't exist last year. They did, but they didn't exist on the ice. I mean, um, you look at all the you know, projections before the season started. I mean, listen, I don't really knock them, though, just because, look, who would expect, um, you know, the, an expansion team to go all the way to the, Super, or, uh, to the Stanley Cup? But the fact that they did, what a great coaching job. What a great uh, – I mean, you look at the players they're getting, though. I mean, they were getting good, solid players. They were basically getting a pick from every team and – 
Um, it, listen, it, it's it's completely you know amazing. And, and, you know, and, a lot of people talk about the format of the expansion draft and say, "Oh, this favored Vegas so much." Vegas made twelve trades prior to the expansion draft. And they made some exceptionally shrewd moves in those trades. People don't realize this, Jeff. The Pittsburgh Penguins gave Vegas a second-round pick to take Marc-Andre Fleury off their hands. They wanted to uh, take Jonathan Marchessault in the draft from the Panthers, so the Panthers said, well, we also want you to trade for Riley Smith. Those two guys have combined for over 140 points on Vegas's first line. Fleury has been outstanding, obviously. I mean, the moves that they made were very shrewd. They were – it's just – George McPhee has done an outstanding job putting the team together. Gerard Gallant has done an incredible job coaching them. And you can't say enough about these players. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best story in sports, you know, uh, certainly going on right now. It's the best story I can remember in a long time. And the people out there – you know, and I said this last night on, on Periscope, who want to say that, you know, this is somehow bad for the NHL. You're either a fan of one of these other two teams or you just have a giant dump in your pants because this is a great story and it's great for the NHL. This brings eyeballs to hockey. I mean, this is, this is a beautiful story. If you're going to sit here and say that this team shouldn't be in this position, well, then you know what? Beat them. Exactly, you know, and it's interesting. I, I I never hate, you know, you know, it's never wrong when you see a you know fan base kind of, you know, get get owned like this. But you know, these Canadians, and, and I have nothing against Canadians. I have nothing against the sport of hockey. But you know, the way these Canadians are with their, you know, basically thumbing their nose, all oh, they're better than everybody because they have hockey and they have six teams in the NHL. Hey, hey dude, <laughs> by the way, um, you haven't been to the Stanley Cup in twenty five years, or you hey, haven't Jeff, won a Stanley. You want to know the funny thing about that? The Vegas Golden Knights have more Canadian players on their team than any other team in the NHL. But no, it, it's not so much the Canadian; it's it's the fan bases that. No, you know, I, I, they, I know what you're saying, but I'm, I'm just saying that if you if you're a Canadian hockey fan, I understand sure. you root for the teams up in Canada. But uh, this Vegas team is loaded with Canadian players. I mean, maybe maybe take a look at that before you you start bashing them. Not to mention, 1.7 million Canadians go to Las Vegas every year. Sure. Um, let me ask you this, so Black Chief. There was a there's a, um, a radio guy in Philadelphia, Anthony Gargano. He does a uh, morning show on the Fanatic, and he made a pretty stupid comment today. And I wanted to get what you thought about this. He got a lot of shit for this locally. Uh, he made a comment: No expansion team should ever be able to win a league. It's just started. It's nonsense. Just like the Marlins winning the World Series. There's real fans that are starving since 1975 for this. It's about real fandom at Anthony Gargano. I mean, is that none of the – listen, and I want to make this very clear. I know Anthony personally. I, I've, you know, I've, I've been cool with him for years. I called him to a show when I was a kid. I kind of – it's kind of like first media I ever got, and he's from South Philly. I think he's a great guy, but the, the, the overall sentiment of that comment was just – Listen, I mean, what does that matter? I mean, it beat them then. It's like, asinine, okay? This team was constructed with cast-offs from other teams. You know what? Those teams could have been smarter. They could have kept Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith in Florida. And you know what? They right. probably would have made the playoffs. The Penguins could have kept Marc-Andre Fleury, and maybe they'd be playing in a Game 7 in the conference finals right now instead of sitting at home. Okay, there's players all around this team. You can look at James Neal. Maybe the Predators could have used that extra scoring punch, but they gave him away. 
These were players that were given up by other teams. It, it, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Nobody. Agreed. Totally. Um, but we welcome everyone into the unofficial start of the show. I mean, we, we always like to, once Vegas does something, Blackjack, I know in particular, loves to go on a little rant about them. So uh, we didn't quite uh, welcome everyone, but Blackjack's excited. What can he say? Uh, the show's back. It's Monday. It's February, February, uh, May 21st, not February 21st. Uh, we're sponsored by the great folks. We're presented by the great folks at the Action Network. Blackjack doing great work over at the Action Network. Uh, a lot of your colleagues are doing nice work over at the Action Network, um, you know, putting out all sorts of different articles and uh, very good uh, content. Uh, we are sponsored on the phone lines by Southtown 101, Southtown 101 Bar and Grill in San Antonio, Texas, 101 Freighter Street. If you're ever in San Antonio or close to the area, you want a great place to go eat, have some fun, have a great drink, go to Southtown 101 uh, Bar and Grill, 101 Freighter Street. They'll take care of you. Great breakfast, beers, um, drinks, all sorts of great stuff there. Uh, good burgers as well. Go check out Southtown 101 and let them know Viva La Vegas sent you. Uh, Blackjack, um, you know, a couple other thing, news and notes from the weekend. Justify wins the Preakness Stakes down at Pimlico in a soggy, wet, and foggy day uh, yeah. down in Baltimore. Uh, it was tough to watch. It was tough to really see anything that went on. But I'll tell you what, Blackjack, we have an opportunity for a triple crown winner here uh, up at Belmont Stakes uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, quickly on the surface, you don't have to go through a breakdown. Will Justify win the Triple Crown? It's a tough question, Jeff. Um, it's a tough question because, you know, they call Belmont the, the test of the champion because of the distance, a mile and a half. Um, I, Justify is going to need to avoid what happened in the Preakness uh, because he got into that, that duel with good magic, and you could tell it took a lot out of him. He's a horse that likes to run up front, Justify is, and uh, he's going to need to find – find a way to do that in the Belmont. I, I think we see what we saw with American Pharaoh. Um, that tends to be, and Bob Baffert's had this shot at a triple crown more than anybody over the last 20 years. He's had, I think, seven horses with a shot at it. Um, he tends to just send them to the front and see if they have the distance in them. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think Justify is going to jump out to a lead. And if you've got the horse, he's going to cruise home. And if you don't, he's going to fade in the stretch. Um, I, I don't know. I it, I can say, Jeff, I've followed horse racing for a long time. If I were betting on this, I'd say no. We don't have a triple crown winner. Yeah, I have a feeling as well. It's also going to be interesting to see how he handles, you know, let's say the weather's nice. I mean, how does he handle that? I mean, that's a little you know, kind that of That doesn't worry me too much because he's a California horse. He raced out at Santa Anita. That's where he trains. So, I mean, you don't get a lot of bad weather at Santa Anita. Um, so, you would think he would be better on a dry track, but. Who knows? I'm going to go out and say this. I think he does win the Triple Crown. I, I don't know why. I, I just have a feeling. I'd love to um, see it, but it, it's it, the Belmont is just so long. It's so long. Sure. No, you're totally right about that. Uh, if you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us a call now, 917-889-3290. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, you know, MLB, World Cup, NBA draft, anything you want to talk about uh, coming up, we'll, uh, we're taking your calls here all night. Uh, Blackjack, a couple of scores to uh, keep uh, aware of here uh, in the NBA. There is a game tonight. We didn't even really talk about it uh, on the surface. 94-81, about 10 minutes to go here in uh, Cleveland. 
I got to tell you, man, Boston has been dreadful in these two games, just absolutely dreadful, uh, whether it's been offensively. I think um, Brad Stevens has been sorely outcoached in the past two games. Look, we could talk about the fact that they can't make shots, but defensively they've been absolutely horrible. Defense has been very, very bad. Uh, and, and listen, yeah. Blackjack, I mean, when, when Kyle Korver's beating you and, you know, Tristan Thompson's really kind of, you know, handled uh, you know, Al Horford, you know, you know, better than anyone else really could. Uh, Tyron Luz did some good things in this series, uh, but they just can't stop anyone. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm kind of a little tired of seeing Terry Rozier out there when I think Marcus Smart should probably get a little bit more run. Um, his defense is certainly better. Um, but, I, you know, yeah, I don't know. The Celtics are one of those teams, man. They're, they're helter-skelter. I mean, you know, one day they look great, one day they don't. And this kind of feels like that Milwaukee series with them in the first round where, you know, they would they look really good some days, and then some days Milwaukee just come out and blow the doors off them. That's the frustrating part about Boston. It's when they lose, they lose horribly. But then they'll, they'll come back, watch, in game five and, and win. I mean, it's, it makes little to no sense. All I know is well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a horrible home. road team. They're a yeah. horrible road team. I yeah, mean, that, that's are. just been evident. Uh, they can't get anything going on the road at all. I mean, you would expect after the game Saturday night for them to come out and, you know, a little fervor, a little, you know, excitement. You know, we're not going to get, you know, turned away like we did the other night. That was embarrassing. You know, we're going to make some changes. But yeah, this was brutal. And I'll tell you what, man, I mean, we can keep going back to this, but these series have been awful. I mean, the last bad. round was bad. bad. Um, this series and these series have been horrible. Um, th- this is not good for this league. I mean, I, we, we can keep talking about how great the NBA is, but it, it's really not. It's a sinking ship to me. Um, it, it's not good during the regular season. It, it's slowly but surely not, you know, the, the refs are just killing the game. You know, it's all, all it is is three-point league. Uh, we, we, I've said this over and over, and I know that the basketball fans hate comparing basketball to hockey, but I'm sorry, it's the same season length. They run at the same time. They end at the same time. Everyone, even casual hockey fans, are going to be excited to watch the Stanley Cup Finals. Is there anybody that wants to watch the NBA Finals this year? No, I mean you, you know, time. you know, to almost a certainty, the Golden State Warriors are going to win this series. I mean, right. I, I could not care less about it. Blackjack, let me ask you a question quickly while you're on that subject. And I don't want to interject on your point on the Cavs or anything. And I want to make this clear quickly. I don't know that there's anyone on this earth that likes basketball more than me i'm the biggest purist of the game you ever find um but first of all how do you lose by 41 in a western conference final how i mean i it, how does I, that happen jeff i i don't know i i don't know and that's, you know and that's the thing is they won the previous game by 30 and it's so there's a, there's yeah. a 70 point swing yeah, it's one, so weird. In the span of four days, I mean... There's no I, league that that happens in. None. No, there's not. And it's just, you know, you can write the Warriors script at this point. Literally, if you look it up, starting from game one of the first round against the Spurs, three blowouts, Warriors get blown out. Three blowouts, Warriors get blown out. It, they've run this pattern for the entirety of the playoffs. They have three great games. They have a clunker. That's what they do. They're going to finish this off in five. That's what's going to happen. They're going to win the next two games. This series yeah. is going to be over. And they're going to get the Cavs or Boston, and they're going to win that in five. And that's that's exactly what we thought would happen. You know, um, I still think the Celtics will win this series, but we'll see. I mean, this game's not over. I mean, it, it's no, 96-88. Eight. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking this... for a backdoor cover by this team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh, let's hit the phone lines here. If you want to join us, you want to be like every other caller that's calling in tonight, uh, give us a call, 917-889-3290. Again, 917-889-3290, Southtown 101 Hotline. Uh, let's uh, start it off here. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're up. What's up, guys? How are you hey, doing, Johnny? Johnny Cash? What's up, man? Oh, thank you again for uh, for getting me on Vegas. They're like one of the most exciting teams in and hockey and, and all that that note that you uh, that you were talking to talking about was uh, that game that series was the most viewed series in hockey since the Ch- uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So yeah, because everyone wants before. to watch this. Everyone wants to see yeah, if this team well, can pull it off. It's it's becoming a bigger and bigger story. It was a big story amongst hockey fans. Up to this point, now it's going to become a big national story because now they're playing for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean the the the, the headline is basically the odds. <laughs> you know, yeah. like people with the with the huge odds of that of that team going to going that far. Um, question is, uh, what do what do you think the, the Knights would rather play? The Caps? I think they'd or, rather have the Capitals for home ice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the what I think. Look, I'll be honest with you, Johnny. I think they match up favorably against both teams. But I think if you're the Capitals are prone to these stretches where they can't score, and I think Vegas would rather have home ice, obviously, and sit at home for the next seven days. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Absolutely. And then um, there was a there was a poll. I just want to hear what you guys' thoughts were. But there was a poll on, like, uh, what is uh, the three best um, uh, offensive uh, group in, uh, in football? And I think, like, uh, the Giants were top, uh, number six with uh, Manning, Barkley, and Beckham. Come on, John. We don't uh, even know. We have no idea how what they're going to – that's a dumb poll. Who made that poll? That is a dumb poll, but I'm just saying, what, what do you guys think? Like, what would be well, – I, I mean, think it's silly. If, if you were I to think put it's a poll really, really silly. Yeah, I mean, they could be Because we haven't awful. seen these teams – listen, everyone likes Saquon Barkley. Everyone's high on him. He could be a bust. Odell Beckham right. could come back and get injured in week three. I mean, and, who I mean, let, knows? Let's also make it clear, and I said this during our draft coverage – Penn State does not have the best history in putting great running backs in the league. I mean, listen, Larry Johnson was a great player, but, I mean, there were a lot of of fails. I mean, Curtis Enos was a great player at Penn State. He was the next big thing. Kajana Carter, all those guys. Um, Listen, I think Barkley would be a great player, but, um, listen, I don't like these – I don't get these polls about, oh, who's going to be the best offense. I mean, predictions are – and I hate to say it because – you know, I don't know that we're in the predictions business. We're in the kind of uh, details and info business. But predictions are fucking stupid. They don't mean shit. Um, all these guys on TV don't know shit about anything. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, case in point, really quick, uh, Arsenal, the football team or soccer team, they're, they're looking for a coach. I heard every name under the sun for the past two weeks. This guy's signing. This guy's going to sign. He's going to be the next manager. They picked a guy out of nowhere today, uh, you know, behind closed doors. Predictions don't mean shit. Pundits don't mean anything. This ESPN and all this crap, you're better off listening to Blackjack and me, which I know you do, John, but I think it's important to mention. <laughs> this whole shit, it's fucking stupid. These guys don't know what they're talking about. It's really just here. Well, and, you, know, you know, Johnny, the perfect example is this I, time I, I last year. For the fun who it, would, you know? But, John, this time last year, who would have said the L.A. Rams would be in that discussion? It, right. Nobody. Great point. Exactly. Nobody. Who would have said the Jags, you know, a Jags nobody. were, you know. Yeah, nobody. Team, so, you like, know? you know what? 
I have no idea. Ask me in week five. Then I'll have an answer. <laughs> All right, okay. How about this? Who do you think is the best three three guys put together in, in football that in your mind to ever you play? You mean teams or players, individual players? I mean like uh like like what they were doing, like quarterback, like offensive player, like quarterback, running back and you're saying if I could like, pick uh, one play, one one yeah. from each, would I pick? Uh, no, not one from each, but I'm saying like team wide, what like 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 I, I would say the like best the set 49ers of triplets, with right? like the yeah, best triplets, best set of triplets, exactly. Okay. What, what, what would you guys say that you would you would pick uh, number one? I, I mean, I think I'd probably say like, and I don't as far as groups concerned, like they don't have the best quarterback, but I would probably say the Steelers. I mean, I think Brown's the best receiver. That's the answer. That's I think Le'Veon Bell is probably one of the better running backs. I still think Big Ben's still a good quarterback. That, that would answer. probably be yeah. yeah. You, you hit it on the head. That's the answer. You can't really argue yeah. with that. Because you have a mix of others with, like, other teams. Like, I, like Tom Brady's a great player, but I don't really like his receivers. And I don't, you know, who is the running back? Maybe you'd yeah. say Gronkowski is the receiver. Sure. But who's the sure. running back? Exactly. They, they don't have, like, that. Okay. And, and, yeah, and I'm not saying you have to have all those to win. I mean, it's clear you don't, but I, mean, I would kind of mix it with, with, with one and one or the other. But, yeah, I think as far as three players on one team, I, yeah, I would definitely say right. Pittsburgh. Definitely. All right, guys, it was, it was – uh, and I waited all week to hear from you guys and, and you know, like watching the all these games all weekend, just thinking about what, you know, about what the – what you guys are going to talk about this week. So I'm uh, very excited, but thanks again for putting me on Vegas nights. And, and also um, for me to, to like the last year, I didn't, I I wasn't betting to, during this time. I always waited for football. So you guys, you guys kept me on the loop and in a profitable loop too. So that I appreciate both of you guys. So thank you again. Yep. Thanks, Sean. Take it easy, man. Um, let's keep it going. If you want to call blackjack, the number, Nine one seven eight eight nine thirty two ninety. A couple baseball scores quickly before we move to those uh, calls. Blackjack Fletcher, you were on the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, and I got to tell you, good for you because I can't get this fucking team right to save my ass. I mean, I I just don't know how to ever pick this team. Uh, I I love this Mikolas kid though. I want to make that very clear. This um this Miles Mikolas kid, he leads the major leagues and walks. Per game, he doesn't walk people. He's been very efficient. Uh, good for him. Um, really good player. And you know the Royals are just dreadful, man. Uh, Ian Kennedy's been giving up home runs like crazy. Yeah. I have the Cardinals um, on the run line. I've got the Yankees on the run line. And yeah, I, I got... hit the under on the Lightning and Capitals, and I'm waiting on the Celtics to try and make this a game. Yes, I hear you. I'm on the Yankees as well. I got Dodgers under seven. Uh, I had the fucking Braves tonight. They couldn't do shit. Since when is Nick Pavetta uh, some kind of Cy Young candidate? That was a strange one story? too, Jeff, because this is the fourth time Pavetta has faced the Braves, and they hit like 333 off of him. So, like, yeah, this is a surprise. Yeah, I think they blew their load yesterday, unfortunately. And, and I also want to shout this out. I, I mean, leave it to the Miami Marlins to get shut out by Jason Vargas. I Leave it to them. Nope. I mean – what a dreadful franchise, man. Just a disgrace. Uh, you have five hits against that that guy, Jason Vargas. Uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're up. Uh, hey, boys. What's going on tonight? What's, what's your name? Happening, brother? This is Amazai out of Florida. 
What's up, man? Just uh, checking in. Uh, just uh, checking in. I was just in Scottsdale, Arizona. Spent a weekend there with my sister, and the Phoenix Suns have the number one pick in the NBA draft coming up, and they are going to take DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. I don't. I don't know. If, and, I don't. I don't know about that. I, I I agree with you. I think they will, but I don't think it's as automatic as, as people say. Okay, well, um, the 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 general feel was that's true. I I was down there going, you got to be kidding me! Like, what are you? What what? You take DeAndre Ayton? You didn't you watch him play during the year? Didn't you see him play? And uh, so, like, there's there's one wait, there's wait, one wait player. Wait, 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 your wait, knock wait, is on Ayton. Yeah, wait a second. You don't like Ayton? Are you kidding? DeAndre Ayton is a you're not even going to start in the NBA. Are you kidding? Stop it, dude! Come oh, on, Emzai. You're going to be. On. Oh, what? Come no, on. no, 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 no. Come on, Emzai. Let me, let me give you. You're smarter than that. I, I'm way smarter than that. Well, listen to me, then. If you think I'm smart, listen to me. Here's what no, I'm saying. Emza, there's no actual point you can make to, to back that up at all. There's none. There is none. The, the stats are there's there for tons. themselves. But you could try to justify well, it. Go ahead. The stats, the stats, okay, how many NCAA championships did he win? Stop Let's it. look at that. Stop stat. making that argument. Please, stop well, making that argument. Stop dumbing down <laughs> basketball and making that argument. It's absolutely no, ridiculous. It makes no sense, Emza. Stop. Stop! You all you people make that argument. It's absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't mean anything. Stop bringing that up. Who cares? Okay. Uh, Well, okay. Let me let me tell you. That has no bearing on the NBA, Emza. How does that have any bearing? Well, it has a lot of bearing when you go into LeBron James didn't win an NCAA title. Does that mean he's not any good? Stop with that, please. He he didn't go to he didn't go to basketball. He didn't go to college. Okay. Okay. Kevin Kevin Durant did, and Carmelo Anthony did win a national title. And how'd that turn out? Did Dwayne Wade okay, win up? Well, did Dwayne Wade do anything? Is he not a Hall of Famer? Calm down, calm it's down, guys. Hey, guys, guys, guys. You know, it, okay. Yes, I agree with you. I agree it's a stupid argument. But let me give you some context with it. Some context. He had he had a good team around him. He had a chance to win. He was they were a favorite. I mean, I, I know that you guys both had them going higher than they went in the NCAA tournament. Let me ask you this: Did you have them in your brackets? going higher than they I had him winning a title. Why does that matter? No, you're not explaining it. it. Listen, Emza, I'll give you this. I will give you this uh, with this argument. I thought Aiden was checked out. I thought he was checked out in the NCAA tournament. I thought he had decided he was going to the NBA, and I thought he was checked out on that team. Having said that, I think you see that a lot in in basketball now in the NCAA. I mean, DeAndre Aiden is going to be a top two pick he knows that, and I think, yeah, if you want to say maybe there's a little concern there, fine, but it doesn't overcome the physical talent that he has. True, true, but are there any – does Hakeem White – who's better, Whiteside or Aiden? Aiden. Whiteside's a bust, my man. Well, Tom Whiteside is a bust. bust. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I think Aiden is a complete bust. I, I think Aiden doesn't have any skill. He had he I mean, listen, brother, you can squat on that take, and if it turns out to be right, you can. Emza. You know, you'll be the guy. Emza, you're not giving us any. Why is he a bust? Explain. You're not giving me any culpable reason. He had 24 double-doubles in his college career. 24. He's 18 years old. Jeff, Jeff, if you're going to quote college statistics, let me refer you back to your argument earlier where you – 
wanted me to not quote college statistics about the NCAA okay, pilot. And I know statistics. it's a weak argument. Well, hold on. Let, let me I'm not done. I'm not done. Hold on. This is I know. It's a weak argument. I've had. Dumbest. Absolutely <laughs> dumbest. But go ahead and continue. Here's, okay, here's why. One, he's not coached. He doesn't know really how to play post-defense, and he has very little. Right. Like right. With, with the talent that the guy had, he should have dominated that game. He should be dunking on everybody. He, he's you, do there five, you, you, do, you do know there are five but, people on the court at the same time, right? Not just well, one. Absolutely. But, but when he goes into the NBA, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna struggle in the NBA. Here's who I would take. This is who easily is he's the best player. He's 250 How's he going to – how? Explain how he's going to so struggle. So is so is Hakeem White. Okay, but, but, so but Emza, the difference it's, it's is, listen, I, listen Emza, I, I watched a lot of Arizona basketball because I actually bet against them quite a bit this year. Um, Me too. It, they, there were games, a lot of games in conference, when Aiton would be triple teamed in the post. I mean, they just would not allow him to get the ball. That won't and can't happen in the NBA. I mean, I no, think Carl Anthony but, Towns but, but, is far yeah. better in the NBA than he was at Kentucky. Do you think that DeAndre Ayton has post-up skills? I think he's a generational type um, No, I don't think his post-up freak. game yes. is great. I don't think his post-up game is great, but I think there are very do few guys he, nowadays who do have that. Do you think he's a good, below-average, or average defensive player? Yeah, okay, he'll be a good defender. He'll be a good rim Maybe. defender. Emza, he's yeah, like okay, 19 okay. years old. What do you expect? Joel Embiid, well, he's I the same kind of player you're talking about here. Joel Embiid didn't have a lot of coaching. He only started basketball in like his sophomore year of college. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I guess I agree. you obviously have I, a, a, I'm, a I'm ulterior gonna, motive. I'm go on go. here's, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to go, in my opinion, based on my experience watching NBA players, watching college players for years and years and years, longer than both of you have been alive. I well, that game is not the eight. same, Amza. You, you, you're always well, going back to what it was like in the 70s. It's not like that anymore, okay. man. I'm just saying. Here's, here's the – okay, it isn't I, – yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm not aware of what I'm watching apparently. But here's what I think. I think DeAndre Ayton is a bad move for Phoenix. I, I think that's a bad place for that kid to oh go. Oh, I, I just listen, I don't. Here's who I would. Listen, I would here, let me Michael let me say something. Let, let me say something here, real quick. Okay. I get right. you. I get I get everyone has an opinion, and I've I've been I've been ish, I've had issues with people because people say I dumb down their opinion. They I don't want to hear others' opinions. I don't mind hearing opinions, but when you say something this asinine, you're going to get shit from me cool. for it. This is just a bad well, take, man. How is he a bad pick? You 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 you. He's, you're, you're, he's it's like, not the number one pick. Who is I, I just don't think that pick? good. Aiton. I don't think Aiton. my pick okay, would be Michael take? Porter. I would, I would take Michael Porter easily. You take Michael, Michael Porter, Porter, who's Porter. had back this whole season, and no one knows if he's even healthy. Right, but I've seen the guy play for at least ten minutes in the college game, and he's easily the best player in college. But now let me easily. ask you a question, Emzada. Do you think that Porter fits with Booker because they kind of feel, you know, like the same type of player? Well, Booker is a guard, and Porter is a 6'10", you know. No, I, I understand that they, they play different positions, that. but what I'm saying is their game is very, very similar. It doesn't feel complimentary to me. Like, with Jeff and I have talked about well, I would go with Doncic. They both need the ball. Because I think they need, a, I think they need a, better, a better point guard to kind of start to, to, to distribute the ball around that team a little bit. 
Um, I, I agree with you. I, I think that Porter is a shooter and Booker is a shooter. Uh, tremendous talent. Um, yes, a point guard would be uh, in Phoenix, but you need, you're going to need a really smart point guard. And unfortunately for Phoenix, it starts at the top. It starts at the GM. It starts at the owner. But he's a they just don't really have a plan. They don't know what they're doing. And so, no, their plan is to change plans every three years. Right, and so it's it's a sin for any good player, any good young player, to go to Phoenix. Really, um, either either one of the players we're talking about, it's it's really a disservice to them because they're not being coached correctly. And Sean Miller was, or Sean Miller's a horrible coach, and he didn't do eight and any favors, but he didn't teach him how to play. Like none Here of those go. players are going to be. Sean Miller's um, a bad coach now. We know. He, Listen, you clearly have something with. Clearly, you have an issue with Arizona basketball in some way because you've been no, you've been extremely no, negative about no. everything with the program. I mean, listen, we could talk about Sean Miller on a personal level. <laughs> Maybe he did some things that he shouldn't have did, but but again, he's done nothing that other coaches don't do either. Um, as far as him not being a good coach, I mean, let me ask you. I mean, you do know that Aiton was a one and doneer. I mean, he doesn't have a lot riding on college. That's why that comparison that you made. I mean, you actually think that that means anything, if he won a title or not. Come on, man. I no, mean, I don't. No, so, I don't think that means so anything at all. No. How's that worked out for Duke athletes? Because not a lot of them really succeed at the next level. Well, I mean, that let, I me, know let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you a question to change just a little bit of the subject. Grayson Allen, how do you evaluate him? In the end, uh, I, I think he's a late first. I, I, I think he's a, a kid that could do quite well in the right system. Um, I think he's a lot like – J.J. Reddick, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, it's the lazy yeah. comparison, but it's the right one. I mean, I think that's what – that's. It, yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing, and I don't want to say it because you, everyone thinks white kid from Duke, so you're just saying that, but it's the truth. I mean, <laughs> he, he reminds me of J.J. Reddick, except I think he potentially could be a little bit better than Reddick. I mean, he, I, he's I like kind of now. a – he's Bob Sura, if you, if you remember Bob Sura. That's kind of what yeah. he is. I mean, he's he, he's – Got the. I, I, what I like about him is he has the the motor. He has the. Uh, you know, he, he loves basketball. Sometimes a little bit too much. I think he's a little bit too. You he's know, kind of in his head. Something right. He's a typical Duke player. I mean, that's how they are generally. They, they're hated by a lot of people, um, but they always give their all. He's a great free throw shooter, which is big. Um, listen, you can look around the NBA. It seems like free throw shootings went down. He's a decent defender. Um, I think he can bulk up a little bit. I think he could be a, quite a good player. I hope he gets a little bit more run than than Luke Kennard's gotten. Luke Kennard's gotten that much at all. But um, I, I like I like Allen. I I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Sixers, frankly. Uh, I think Grayson Allen has got some talent. He he his uh, athletic ability is, is outstanding. And Luke Kennard played well for Detroit. He he was one he of did. those rookies that nobody even talked about. Well, because he played Detroit well. And they stunk, but yes, he did play well. Yeah. Um, the other, the other, one other rookie I was I was thinking about was uh, again a Duke product is Bagley. What do you think there in the NBA? I love Bagley. Is that I love Bagley, and I'm going to say this right now. I think five years from now, Bagley's the best player out of this draft. Bagley reminds me of, oh. of Kevin Durant all over again. I think Bagley does it all. Really? I love. Yeah, him. I okay. think he's a bit too Chris Boshish for my liking, which is not a problem. I think he's kind of like that big that'll be out and shoot jumpers. Uh, as far as you know, being a you talk about a guy that has no post moves. He's not gonna have any post moves in the next level. He's yeah, more that's of a the NBA we live in. Right, I mean that's I the world we live in now. They want a big who can shoot threes. The Sixers encourage Embiid to shoot more threes 
you know, and, and I really it. he's I got no it. business doing it. Sure. No, I get that. And and he is still very young. Um, he's got the potential to be a great player as well. Listen, this the top ten is very good. I mean, there, there's no knock. The, the reason that I kind of jumped out of the, 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 the roof is to, to say that it's a bad pick to take eight. And that's a bit too far, I think. But listen, you have your opinion. I don't think it's the best pick. I don't think it's the best pick. I, I think it's like I, I don't think he's a talent. And I think he'll be just a journeyman or average to below average NBA center. I, I don't think he's any good, really. Um, okay. How about, how about Kenny Knox out of out of Kentucky? Kevin I don't Knox. think Kenny Knox or Kevin Knox, excuse me, Kevin Knox. Uh, I don't think his skills transfer at all to the NBA. What do you guys think about him? <laughs> I, I, I can't answer any more of these questions. I, I just can't. I mean, does anyone <laughs> that you like do, do, do that? Do any of them transfer to the NBA? Because seems like none of these players you, you've named. I mean, transfer to the NBA. I mean, do you think? Who else doesn't transfer the NBA to you? Well, here's here's a better one. Who does? Who transfers? Because you're giving yeah, you gave they, me one guy, Michael Porter, who didn't play really at all. His back issue is an issue. Um, we don't know if physically he can handle the rigors of a long NBA season with a back, because as we all know, backs are not easy to to fix or forecast. Um, what is Kevin Knox? I think Kevin Knox looks Knox like Paul George to me. Oh, okay. Not really. He can't play defense. He's not. He's like he's a linebacker kind of okay. guy. Okay. Well, listen. Not. Maybe maybe I'm on um, NBA prospects. You should have a show because you seem like a know it all when it comes to. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I apologize if I seem like a know it all. I could. I obviously clearly don't. If you've seen my betting record, you'll clearly understand. Well, that doesn't. I clearly don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, that doesn't translate. I did have a winning, couple good ones tonight, though. I did have a good, good bet tonight. Right. That's great. Well, listen, Emzo, quality basketball conversation. I can't say I agree with much, but um, we'll see at the end of the day who's a great pro. Well, uh, it's good good to be able to talk about it, and I thank you guys for allowing me a format. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the call. Take it easy. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'll put this on record, Blackjack. Kevin Knox would be a very good NBA player, and DeAndre Ayton is a very good pick. You would agree with that. It might not be – listen, I've said it before. I would take Doncic as well, but – a journeyman in the NBA? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm obviously higher on Aiton than he is. I'm not as high as you are on Kevin Knox, but, I mean, I think he'll be fine. I I don't know. Is, point guards are one of those things, Jeff. We haven't seen a ton of them come into the league in recent years and just kind of light things on fire. I, I don't know. They're, they're kind of hit or miss. And I, I think Kevin Knox is a talented kid. I, just, I think he needs the right fit. The one knock on Knox is his motor at times. He can run hot and cold. Um, you know, some wonder about sometimes his, you know, ability to st- keep his head into the game, you know, his court vision. But listen, I, I, these are we, we have to remember these are all young. I mean, you have to Kevin Knox, for instance, Blackjack won't turn 19 until August 11th. I mean, he's young. He's 18, man. I'd so young uh, and to be this and good Jeff, at basketball. You, I think that's part of the problem. I, I really I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what you do, but I, I'd really. I'd like to see these kids play in college a little longer or overseas. I don't care where it is. You want to go make money, make money. But coming into the NBA at 18, 19 years old, I, you're just not physically there, man. You're just not there. Very tough, yeah. Uh, Rob Job. Rob Job, go ahead. Hey, you guys think Emza is aware that there's coaches in the NBA? <laughs> uh, are there? You, know, you, you can't. 
you can draft somebody and then coach them up. It is possible. Sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> good yeah, lord, I mean, guy. I, mean, I you don't know. Dra- I, you can draft DeAndre and then coach him up. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be fine. I get the feeling from Emzoff from talking to him. I, I I think he I I don't think he likes Arizona basketball. He has an issue with Sean Miller. I feel like I've talked to him before about that. And listen, I've had that that whole conversation. You know, they're not good because they didn't do well in college and they didn't take their team to the to, to the tournament. I mean, who cares, man? I mean, James Harden didn't do that. Ben James Simmons didn't, didn't, do didn't that. even make I mean, the tournament. Yeah, right. I mean. You know, a lot yeah. of players didn't do that. I mean, who cares? <laughs> you think that matters at all? They don't care about that. The Celtics really need to stop flopping on defense and actually defend LeBron James. They're not getting the calls. Like, it's no. not going to happen. What's on your mind tonight, Rob Job? How are you? Oh, you know, doing good. I uh, just got back in, back at home. You know, and I, I listen to your show, guys, whenever I can, uh, usually old episodes, but I hear a rumor. Big rumor, everybody on ESPN talking about Browns going nine and seven. <laughs> I, I, you just you just made me vomit down my yeah. Throat. That was is, listen. The, the previous that, call we the previous call we just had was pretty bad. I think. I mean, I love Emza, but I thought those takes were horrible, uh, frankly. And 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 he'll he'll get where I'm coming from there. I like the guy. He's him and I've talked plenty, but I didn't like those takes. That take by Josh was probably the worst take we've ever had on this show. I mean, the, the nine and seven stuff. And he's called before. He talked with Ryan and I, and he said the same malarkey that he thought they were a team that was going to win a lot of games this year and everybody's sleeping on them. Just the arrogance by him was, was a bit perplexing, I thought. I mean, I you know, I hear people say some crazy things, but, you know, he better put that money where his mouth is. Four and a half wins. Get a book that you could boost it up. Boost it up to seven and a half get like plus a that's thousand back him. and then that's show us the ticket that's what i told him i said go on five dimes adjust and manipulate the win total i said go it up to eight and a half and take it you know if you're that comfortable I and mean, he kind of kind of God backed dang, off. nine and seven you know blackjack big man you know i josh gordon's gonna mentor the other receivers he yeah, might make it to the damn playoffs that. yeah that's the, like the uh, great josh gordon Right. That, that's like Blackjack said. That's like, uh, you know, having a, a, a degenerate gambler, you know, help a guy that's in GA. I mean, that like having like Jerry a... Sandusky a mentor in preschoolers. Oh. Give me a break with this shit. That's Dude. a little deep there, but uh, I get what you're saying. Well, you know, you know, you know, I live in Oregon, a lot, a lot of weed shops everywhere and I'm all for it. But people always argue about weed should be legal in the sports, you know. I'm like, you know, that's fine. But if you know how much money Josh Gordon threw away just to smoke weed, we're talking, he could have had a contract 60, 80 million just, you know, just to smoke weed, do some drinking. He threw it away. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we don't know how this story is going to end with that team. I mean, do we really think? I mean, and, and I'd love to hear John Dor- Dorsey's point of view here. Antonio Callaway's not one of these, oh, he made a mistake and he did one bad little thing in college. I mean, Antonio Callaway's been been arrested six, seven different times for multiple different infractions, sexual assault, credit card fraud, possession, all sorts of different things. Um, I, I'm just not sure that's the right guy you want, even if he's a changed guy. I mean, keep sure. in mind, old habits become, you know, when you're around your friends, he's a young kid. 
I just think that's the worst guy to have him around. This is all going to be on hard knocks. Hard knocks has been a massive distraction for teams. You look at the teams that are on hard knocks, it generally takes a, a lot away from their season. They have a new quarterback. It's just a circus to me in Cleveland, I think. And I don't know how you get, get through all that. That's a lot to place on a young quarterback, a young team. It's just – I would never want to be on hard knocks. I would say no until the cows come up. No, no, no. I don't want to be on hard knocks. Uh, it's just it's, – it's career suicide, especially with a bad coach. Um, there's no control there. I think it's a mess. Hey, is it the Brown – besides, you know, the Browns front office, you got a lawyer in there, you had the money ball guy. Mm. Is it their Browns' famous problem is – going to a new quarterback every four games thinking it'll work out. Yeah. So why yeah, well, is everybody so jacked well, up about them drafting another QB? Well, you know, Rob Job, I'll say this. Uh, you can talk about the Browns front office, and yes, Sashi Brown was a lawyer with no experience. Uh, Paul D. Podesta was a baseball guy. Uh, John Dorsey is, is a legit hire at GM. I mean, I, I, I think most people around the league like that hire for Cleveland. I mean, John Dorsey spent a lot of time in Kansas City and Green Bay kind of learning from from some, you know, real people. I mean, I think John Dorsey knows how to do that job. And, look, I like the roster Cleveland has. I do. I think they're a very talented roster. I like their GM. I hate their head coach. I think they have a bad head coach, and they have an offensive coordinator in Todd Haley who, while effective, alienates players everywhere he goes. If I'm Cleveland – I would have started from scratch with the coaching staff, and I would very simply stick to the mantra that Baker Mayfield is not playing this year. You, dra- you trade it for Tyrod Taylor for a reason. Play Taylor for the whole year. Let Mayfield sit and learn. Don't put him in a game. Don't get tempted if you go 0-4. Don't get tempted if you're 0-8. I don't care <laughs> what the record is. Play Taylor and let Mayfield sit. I, I also don't understand – if if someone can explain this, I'd like to hear it. I just don't understand. If you're doing all this stuff, you're doing all this stuff to get better, you're making these you know, uh, front office moves, you're getting a whole new team, you're bringing in quarterbacks, you're bringing in all these different guys – why do you hold on to Hugh Jackson? It's like a, it's it's like when you go out to a bar and you see this girl that you really like and you're thinking, oh my god, that girl's perfect, and you talk to her all night, but that fucking friend that she's with just won't go away. She's cock blocking you all night. Hugh Jackson is a cock block. He's a total cock block. He's 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 just. He won't go away. It's like, what, what do you see in this guy that's going to change There's it all? There's an easy way to what? make him go away. Fire him. I mean, yes, we're one in 31 over two years. Like, what? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of this, the Rams when they had Jeff Fisher. They had this new young crop of kids, Jared Goff and the Gurley and these young players. And they went in. They went on hard knocks, had that same dumbass at the helm. And like always, they failed. Listen, same I agree with you about Fisher. But as much as people want to say stuff about Fisher, he's no way as bad as Hugh Jackson. I mean, you no, could sure. literally, literally pluck a fan out of the stands, and they couldn't do worse than Hugh Jackson over two years. Sure. Oh, I you're mean, totally right. One that's game in two years? Yeah. Hey, that's my point. Maybe his contract says he has to at least have two wins, Blackjack. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You can't fire him unless he gets two wins. I, I, I Rob Job, it blows my mind. It's, you know, I don't know how you keep the guy. I really don't. You you, you need to go yeah. and find yourself someone else because the roster is talented. It really is. They have a good roster. Yeah, and then he comes out, and then, then he comes out today and says this ridiculous statement. 
Uh, did you hear about his latest little stunt, Blackjack G. No. Jackson? Uh, according to uh, the, um, what is this, WKYC in Cleveland, you Jackson will make a, pro- a fulfilling promise to jump into Lake Erie, which he says will wash away the feelings of the 0-16 record and the 1-31 marker of his last two seasons. It's going to be fun, I think, but it's truly a cleansing. It's turning over the page of the past two years. Okay. Brighter days are ahead. So I want to jump in, go under the water, and come out a little bit different, feeling good about where we're headed as an organization. <laughs> Are you kidding baptized. me? I mean, yeah, yeah that's... if you want to turn the page on one and 31, fire the head coach. Yeah, that's better. I just go away. How about that? You go away. Jump into a lake, whatever. Right. Hey, maybe he, so, you know, maybe, yeah. Hey, uh, blackjack. So I, I kind of like this, uh, the old wedding you, you hit up. I will for 20 to one. Yeah, brother. And you said his dad and his brother said the same thing? Sure did. Yes. <laughs> you got you also, guys wouldn't know it, but Oh, go on. Oh, Blackjack, I wanted to ask you, um I don't know if you saw this, but I actually made this play on it and I, I was quite blown away that they actually offered this. Did you see the prop that they offered under eighty five and a half degrees? Yeah. What what was up with that? Uh I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I didn't spend a lot of time on it because I tried to find props with some value. Um, but like, does it one, ever get above that temperature? I have eight, no idea. It, I mean, it looked like a beautiful day. Yeah, I, I found that, though, because, like, I watch a lot of soccer, and it's always, like, 60. Like, I've never seen it above 80, 75 in England. Yeah, but, I mean, look, that's well, a high temperature, but I have no idea. Did Did Ed Shearing make an appearance? Uh, he did. He did. Uh, well, you know, you said, you, what was that, 6-1 to one or something? Yep, that he would that he would just show his face. Yeah, he was at the reception. Okay, but doesn't that? I mean, how? Why would they make that a, a wager? Doesn't people like that put it on Twitter or something where they're going to be? Or um, I mean, a lot of it wasn't actually. It, it, that's surprising because I I looked into that Rob job before I I put it out, um, and a lot of the the names were not publicized. Um, so it was it was kind of interesting. Uh, like, the if only one home, who they knew was coming was Elton John because he had canceled tour dates uh, to be there during this time. But other than that, there wasn't, like, a lot of confirmation about people people going. I was surprised the book paid that because doesn't it say he'll go to the wedding or just the whole event? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you you may have had some books that have had that, but um, the prop that I had was just that he would appear – uh, at, at it, so him showing up at the reception, and he did perform for them. So I also saw uh, there was like, um, you know, there there were some guests like before the wedding started, like the whole like you know, start up to the wedding. A lot of them like walked in, like David Beckham and all those people. Yeah, I don't know. Some if of they the, were. Yeah, some of them did. Uh, some of them did, but the, the Royals do things very differently. Obviously, some people were invited just to the ceremony, some just to the reception, some both. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think watching the Royal Wedding, I saw more of David Beckham than either Prince Harry or Meghan Markle. I'll tell you what, he looks real good for his age, doesn't he? What a looker that guy is, David Beckham. <laughs> hey, 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 big man, you may not know, but I've done uh, about four or five weddings myself. Rev Rob in the house. Nice, I've done one myself too. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, I had to get ordained years ago. I guess. Uh, all my friends figured no girl would ever want to marry me, so why don't I just start marrying couples? 
Sure. That's so. pretty cool. I, didn't, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, – I didn't know how easy it was. Like I said, my dad did my brother's, and it was he was quite good, I thought. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm I, didn't, notary, I didn't know how so he would do it. I'm, I'm able to do those. That's cool. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got a nice black card and stuff that's got my, you know, I kind of break that out at, if we're getting drinks somewhere every now and then and they see it, I just get free drinks. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah. And nobody's gotten divorced yet. Hey, so I'm at a you. thousand. How about that? You're there you go. Luck. Yeah. No good divorces, you, Rob, but Rob. I can't make it past the first date. You you guys do the math. Well, you know, Rob Job, I ever go down that road again, you're my guy. <laughs> Hey, hey, Rob Jeb, how old I'm are you? I'm on it. What's that? Uh, how old are you, 33. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Birthday's uh, September. September. October. Cool. Well, yes, sir. Why did I think you were Hi, old? guys. Hey, Rob Job, I'm hey, going to yeah. be in Vegas for the Stanley Cup. You coming? Dude, I'm, I will be there all of June. Oh, perfect, well, man. We're going to be there. Like after June, actually, I think I got to work till June 4th. And then what are you going for the World June Series? 6th. Yeah, I'll be there for the series. Uh, All right, so, Rob Job, you're going to have to find a way to get in touch with me and give me your phone number. You can tell Big Man to give it to you anytime. Yeah, right, I'll give yeah, it to you. Yeah, forward it over to me because uh, I'm going to be out there for uh, for the Stanley Cup. Oh, don't hey, you uh, tease Rob Job. Yeah, hey, Rob Job. What are you uh, – Yes. One thing you have to do, you have to uh, – you have to come to Atlantic City sometime. Yeah, I hear uh, you guys are going to be. Forgot is pretty good. Wait, wage, yeah, wagering nonstop over there now. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're, you know, uh, funny, a lot of the. Where are you staying in Vegas, Rob Job? Uh, I stay with a friend. He's out there by uh, on St. Rose Parkway by the M Resort. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's, you know, not too far out of town, but I. I play uh, all only Omaha, so I play a lot at the Orleans. If anybody's around, want to come say hi, and I'll oh, play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know series. people at the Orleans. Dude, I love it. You there. ever catch from them? Well, I I use I don't play many events, but okay. this year I'm going to be playing because I just played side games like online. I'm tell you what, big man. One year I satellited two times into the main in '09. Online and I didn't even go. That's how much I hated live poker because I hate the people. The yeah, poker yeah, players. People. I love the dealers. The players yeah. are the scum of the scum, dude. Yeah. The way they treat dealers, the way yeah. they—it's always the dealers' fault they lose. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. You people. Well, I'll tell you, Rob Job. I, I don't play a ton of poker. I'll dabble with you a little bit, but we're gonna party. Dude, we will party and wager on WNBA. How about oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah, 2-1 yesterday in the WNBA. Nice. Yeah, I see Vegas now has an expansion team. The well, it's not the expansion team. It's, uh, it's the San Antonio team that got relocated. Oh, really? I just saw it on the yeah. you know, on my uh my They're not going to be very good, stare. I don't think. I like Angel <laughs> well, Wilson, I don't think they're going to be very good. No, no. But either way, I've, I've never actually watched a game, so I, I don't. But, I mean, I, I'm willing to watch one. And you I can never find the highlights number. or we'll, uh, we'll definitely get after it uh, in Vegas. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right, brother. See you later, Rob. Take it easy. Um, all right, Black Chick. This guy's been waiting 22 minutes. Let's see what oh, kind of riveting man. information. Go ahead, caller. Good evening, gentlemen. This is Johnny. 
I'm calling from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hi, Johnny. How y'all doing? Good, hey, Michelle. I, I just have a, a, a question. Ain't going to take too long. I want to hey, know if either, you, if either you gentlemen think that we'll ever see another 400 hitter in Major League Baseball. Great question, Johnny. That's a great question. Uh, I'm going to say probably not. I mean, no one's really been close since Tony Gwynn, right? Oh, I believe that. We, you know, back in the day, Rod Carew and George Brett got close. Right, but I think Gwynn was more recent than that. Oh, yes, I, 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 do, I do declare. And in the last 20 years, no one's really come close. So what do you think, Johnny? Tell me your insight here. Are we ever going to get one? Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I honestly don't think so because I see a decrease. The majority of the hitters out there today, uh-huh. um, they 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 are hitting pitiful. I see hitters hitting below uh, point one. I mean, something at a point oh eight on the on the batting average. Johnny, yeah. keep in mind though, and Blackjack, I'll let you know this as well. There hasn't been an over 400 hitter since Ted Williams did it in 1941, so I, I would say it's probably not going to happen. Especially, well, you know, like, I, that's hey Johnny, what you. do you think is more likely? Do you think we're more likely to get a 400 hitter or someone to break the 56 game hit streak? Great question. Now that, that that's a very good that's a very good question there because you know Pete Rose. He 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 did it. He almost he almost went that way because back in the day when I was a little boy back in the seventies, uh, he 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 went that way, uh-huh. and he I think he, he went forty four games with, with a in a row. Uh, Great knowledge, Johnny. Great safely. Knowledge. You know, now you talk about now when the, in the Maggio's time, you know the Maggio was something we may never see again just like a Mickey Mantle. And for all they say about Pete Rose, uh, you know, I know that he, he did wrong in a lot of ways. But if if I was starting a baseball team, he might be one of my first players I'd want on my team because he was always hustling. What and do you think day, about Lenny Dykstra? Did you like Lenny Dykstra? I like a player like Lenny Dykstra. I, I like a player uh, – I, I, I like a Derek Jeter. Guys that show up every day and they're ready to kick your ass no matter what. So who's you your know? favorite baseball team, Johnny? Mine? Well, back in the day when I remember, uh, I don't know, y'all y'all might be too young enough, you might be too young. They, was the, they called them the Big Red Machine, the Cincinnati uh-huh. Reds. Sure. They, they, they so do you won. still root for the Reds? I do. I do. I actually do, Johnny believe ben- it or not. Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan and them, yeah. Well, John, Johnny Bench, we may never see another catcher like Johnny Bench. I mean, he was... Doubt. Yeah, I don't think we will. Uh, Thurman, Mon- now, back at that time, uh, Thurman Munson was the American League, you know, favorite of catchers. But uh, when you look at Johnny Bench, he was more, he could hit more for power. But if I had to put a catcher and I had to put him up the bat and I wanted to base it, I'd put Thurman Munson up there because Thurman would go with the pitch. You know, he, he'd hit the opposite way to get the run across. 
great work by you. I got to ask you, Johnny, uh, you're, this is a great call, man. I got to tell you, you great, great knowledge. Where are you from, man? I, I, have you ever called? How'd you find Baton Rouge, show? right? Yeah, well, I'm down find? here. Uh, no, I'm down in Louisiana, and uh, you know, I had heard something. You know, because we got some, we got some boys down here that like to gamble, and we had heard about you know some guys from the north that uh, were doing pretty darn well. And then uh, a buddy of mine told me to call on in to this show, and then I decided to do it, and I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about. You know what I'm saying? And I I think you gentlemen are doing a great job. I got to tell you, man, a very good call by you. You've got great baseball knowledge. You're you're a kind guy, and I really enjoyed this call, John. Make sure it's not the last, will you? You know, I, 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 I thank you, gentlemen. I'm an older gentleman, you know, uh, and uh, I know I know quite a bit from the past, but I like I, I want to kindly thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call and make our mess, y'all. Do you have a favorite player now, John? Oh, as of right now, I I, I kind of like I kind of like a lot of the new kids that are coming up. I like this gentleman. Uh, he's out in Los in uh, Los Angeles Angels. Mike Trout. Um, yeah. yeah, I like this. I like this gentleman. This, that that man, Trout. And believe it or not, I do like uh, the 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 young man that uh, the Yankees traded to the uh, Mets third baseman. I, I think. I, I you think like that. Really? I just what I I I I know that he's had his troubles, but I I kind of like the fact that. That he pre- he he keeps going at it. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of players. I see a lot of players that they lay down, and, and they're just there for the paycheck, and they really because they're gonna get paid no matter what. It, it's just like all oh, you guys talking about the Cleveland Browns, right? Now all mm-hmm. of, even though they went 0 16, everybody got paid, right? Oh sure, that, that's not gonna change. Yeah, yep. it's totally gonna right. change. You know that's why. A lot of people they go with the with the minor league or college sports because they feel that the players they be doing you know they be going out and they be they be doing it for for the love of the game. That's one somewhere. of the reasons. That's one of the reasons yeah. I love college. Yeah, no, you're totally yeah. right, John. Listen, great call, mm-hmm. man. Really good call. You really really good stuff. Great knowledge. Great wisdom. Make sure you call again. All right. I will. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good Thanks, night, Johnny. Okay, man. right, man. Blackjack. I I was sure that guy was. That was a great call. I, I was yeah, blown great away. Great job, Johnny. Great, great knowledge. Uh, I, I got to say, Blackjack, we got to give him uh, this uh, little little thing here. Great work, Johnny, in Baton Rouge. Uh, very good call, uh, Blackjack. Um, so the World Cup is. Yeah, not very far away. It's coming up. No, um, no. it's uh, it's not, Jeff. And I'm glad you brought it up because I've got a few questions here. Obviously, no United States, no Italy in this this year. Um, Germany, the defending champions. I wanted to ask you a team that that often comes up in uh, World Cup conversation and usually has a disappointing finish would be the Three Lions of England. Uh, what do mm. you think their chances are in Group G with Belgium, Panama, and Tunisia? 
Well, I think they'll get out of that group. That group is a, a joke. I mean, compared, you know, other than Belgium, those two teams are going to win. If they don't win that that group, there's a major issue. England's not going to beat Belgium, but there shouldn't be any reason they can't finish in second. Tunisia is one of the worst teams in this uh, entire tournament, and Panama might be the worst. Um, it would be a, a crying shame. They're not a good side, England. Um, but just on, you know, being just a bit better on their own, they'll beat those two teams. I don't necessarily like the coach of England. I don't get it. Um, some of the exclusions I didn't really understand either. I think their front, uh, the forwards are very good with Harry Kane and, and Jimmy Vardy and Rashford. I like Paul Pogba in the midfield with Deli Alley. But other than that, I think they have a weak defense. Um, you know, goalie's always a, a seemingly a problem for them. Um, I'm, I'm not really too high. I think they'll get out of the, the group stages, but that's going to be about it. Um, if they got past that, I'd be quite surprised. But they'll get past them just from the, uh, the their group alone with two two minnows uh, in Panama and at Tunisia. I've got to ask you, Blackjack, before we get in, who are you rooting for in this World Cup? Do you have a team? Uh, interesting question. Um, you know, I, I, obviously I'm disappointed that uh, that the United States is not – is not in this tournament. Um, you know, it kind of takes a lot of the juice out of it for me. Um, really? I, I generally, it, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's fun to root for your country. Um, sure. You know, I, I always do kind of like uh, England. I, I, I like the French team as well. Um, and that's the next thing I wanted to ask you about, because I've heard some people say they think this French team can win the whole thing. Um, I know you're higher on, on, you know, Brazil and Germany. And uh, well, what do you think the French side's chances are here? Well, I think the French chances are, are very good. I mean, you know, anytime you have a Griezmann and an Mbappe, you know, kind of leading your side, I mean, you're going to have a good shot. I mean, I, I was quite surprised with some of their exclusions as well. You know, when you're a big team, you're going to have to leave certain players out. They leave out players like uh, Alexander Lacazette at Arsenal, which was interesting, and yet you, you enter people like Olivier Giroud. Listen, I think they have a great, again, a great attack. Uh, you know, with, with Griezmann, Mbappe, Nabil Fakir, Dembele from from Barcelona. Um, the big questions with them going to be defensively as well. But listen, I, I think up at the top, France has to be mentioned. I mean, anytime you have those kind of guys, um, you're going to be you know high end. But you know, I think in, in qualifying, they just got a little bit bored, really. They had a, a bad loss to Sweden and a couple others. But, um, yeah, look, I think ultimately they're they're one of the favorites. You know, it's interesting, Blackjack. There's not a lot of you – know, generally, you want to go chalk in the World Cup. I heard a stat today by one of my colleagues at SBR that I don't think a team other than, like, odds of 11-1 to 1 or lower has ever um, won the World Cup. So, like, you're not going to get 20 to 1, 31. They don't come in. You're definitely going to want to stick with the Frances, with the, the Germanys, the Brazils. Um, I think th- the lowest you're going to want to go in this World Cup is going to be like a Belgium at, at 11, 12 to 1. I think they're about as low as you can go. Maybe throw in a Croatia, you know, a, a Uruguay. I think they have a little bit of value kind of deeper in that 30 to 1 range. But other than that, it just doesn't happen. Um, France, though, is one of those teams up front that you have to, you have, to have on your, your card. Sure, sure. What uh, what do you think about Portugal? Uh, I'm not interested. Uh, I, I think really? um, for me, you know, they're obviously with Spain in that group. That, that first game, Spain Portugal um, on the 15th. That's the one of the first games of the tournament. That's going to decide this group right away because Morocco and Iran are not going to win this group. Um, that's basically going to be a knockout game. You know, who's going to advance and who's going to finish second. Um, Portugal is always a very good side, and they have one of the best players in the world. But 
the unfortunate part is I just think they're just kind of, you know, there. I, I don't really – you look at the current team, there's some good players, but I don't think there's anything overpowering like normal. I like Andre Silva and Bernardo Silva and obviously Ronaldo, but I just think Spain's a better side in that group. Um, plus, um, this hasn't been one of the better years for Carlo or uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I just wonder at this point with him, what else is there to win? I guess there's a World Cup, uh, but I – from what I remember, I, I think he's won a World Cup already. So, um, you know, I, I just – I don't know how much else there is here for him. But I don't know. I'm kind of numb with them. Okay. Fair enough. So, give me uh, – Jeff, give me your give me your top three in this tournament. Top three, I'll go uh, – as far as the best teams, I'll say it's uh, Brazil's the best side. I'll say Germany, two. I think Belgium, three. I think Belgium's 11 is – as good as anybody's. Um, they have probably the best midfield in the world in De Bruyne. Um, they have a striker in Romelu Lukaku that can just finish. You talk about defense. I think one of the big concerns of some of these bigger teams, Argentina, um, you know, even, even, you know, Brazil at times is defensively. Um, they have a really strong back uh, due to the, the Belgians. Uh, they're not always thought of as finishers. They always kind of bottle it in this tournament, but, I think they have a new kind of lease on life. I think they're really good in the back. They have a good goalkeeper uh, in, in Courtois. They, they, I really like the Belgians a lot. I would say their third, uh, fourth, and fifth are, are going to be the Spains and um, you know and the Frances. I, I think they're those th- three, four, and five are are right there, kind of challenging the big boys. I believe Belgium will beat um, uh, Brazil uh, in in I think wow. the quarter. Okay. Well, we will uh, obviously have the World Cup to look forward to uh, coming up here soon. Um, For those of you who didn't catch it, the Cavaliers did defeat the Celtics, so that series is 2-2 at this point, heading back to Boston for Game 5 in approximately two and a half weeks. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll see what what Boston can do. I mean, obviously, I think it goes without saying, Jeff, if the Celtics drop Game 5, they're they're done. Yeah, because now you you have to – you know, you have to go back to Cleveland, a place that you just can't win. You can't win on the road. So, yeah, no, it's a huge game. And, you know, if you're a Celtic fan, it's starting to get – now it's now it's really interesting. Now it's, okay, here we go. Um, you know, you, this is just – it's such a hard, you know, league to predict, man. You never really know. You know, it's it's amazing. But, but actually, one other thing on the World Cup, I do want to get something out of you. Um, we got to get you in on a future. I want to get you on a future with a team. You know, it's – a lot funner when you have that. We got to get you on a future. We got to get you on like a a low a team with with decent odds. You know, maybe we'll do a you know we'll each pick a team. You and I we'll pick a lower end. I'll team. take that Portugal team at twenty five to one. You like Portugal? Okay, I'll Give go. Me the best uh, I'll go in the world at twenty five to one. I'll go Croatia. Uh, you know, they're Balkan neighbors of mine in Albania here. Um, I, I like Mario Mandzukic at Juventus. He's a Croat. I like. Uh, you know, Modric and Ragatich and all those guys. I'll go Croatia. I get them around 33 to 1. Um, th- they'll be my Viva La Vegas big time dogs. You're going to go Portugal. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Croatia. Um, let's hit the phone lines again and see what this caller's up to. Go ahead, caller. Amazing, amazing. What else you got? Time to see Cal for your drug addiction, bro. Uh, Blackjack, a uh, couple of things for tomorrow. We have uh, no NHL, um, obviously. Uh, we have no NBA. 
Actually, we do have NBA. I'm sorry. We have Golden State and Houston. Golden State eight and a half total, two twenty four and a half. Um, any reason to think that Houston's gonna show up? I mean, they just lost by forty one. I'm sure they'll yeah. win this one by forty five because that's just how the NBA uh, works. I'm laying the eight and a half with Golden State. I'm not thinking yeah. about it. I'm I, I don't. I don't disagree with you there. Um, couple of baseball uh, scores to, to keep abreast of here uh, on a Monday evening. Uh, you have uh, the Yankees. They got the job done against the uh, uh, Texas Rangers, another big night for the Yankees. You know, I had a feeling that game would go over, and I had a feeling the Yankees would score a lot of runs. Um, the Diamondbacks continue to struggle. That team is dreadful offensively. Um, they just cannot get out of their own way at the plate. And, Blackjack, I want to quickly ask you, um, do you know what Paul Goldschmidt's hitting this year? Did you see that? No idea. He goes 0 for 3 again tonight, sitting 201. That's Paul bad. Goldschmidt. That's bad. And that's really bad. For a career hitter that hits, you know, 300 or better, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, poor performance. Really bad stuff. But, all right, Blackjack, uh, you want to wrap it up a little early here? Let's we got do about 15 it. minutes to go. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, thanks to all the callers. Uh, you know, M-Zob, Rob Job, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Chan, um, Johnny you know, Cash. Johnny, not Johnny Chan, Johnny Cash. I always think of Johnny, uh, I always think of Jackie Chan when I think of him because he always yeah. mentions that, uh, you know, he always mentions Karate Kid and stuff. But um, everyone have a great night. We appreciate you tuning in here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Actually, Black Tech, we got one last call. He just came in. Uh, let, let's let's take that quickly here. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hey, Zach from Florida. Up, exactly. I had a comment about the Diamondback team. I think would be helpful. Okay. okay. I, think, I think a lot of the struggles have to do with they've got that humidor on Chase Field now. I think that could have to do a lot with their offensive struggles. Yeah, I've heard about that. They have that humidor that they, they added. Um, yeah, listen, I mean, they had a really good offense last year. They added this year, and now all of a sudden they're having trouble. Um, it's not a bad uh, – it's not a bad point. Um, I, I don't know. I'd like to talk to like someone in analytics. Maybe they could answer that a little bit better. But, no, it's a decent point by you. I mean, it, it's a wonder that they put that in this year and all of a sudden they're struggling. But I think a lot of it has to do also, with, though, with Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt's been a, a an all-star every year. Um, he's just not had any success. It's hard to, it's hard to win when, you know, Pollock. I mean, I've, I said it last year, and I'll say it again. I don't know why they continue to hold on to Pollock. I mean, the guy never seems to to, to be healthy. Um, I feel like you can go out and maybe get you know move on from him. I mean, he's he literally is injured every year. He's like Sean Lee. He's a great player, but when he's healthy, um, he's thirty years old at this point. He's been in the league for you know six years now. It seems like he's health. He's he's a, a injured every year. It, it's kind of irritating if, if you're Pollock. I mean, at some point, I think you got to kind of consider moving on from him, but. Um, yeah, they have more issues than one. Uh, their pitching's been great. They just can't hit. I mean, look at that box. They have guys like Kevin Marte and Jeff Mathis, Chris Evans. Not, not, not a lot there. No, no, I, you're totally right. That, that's kind of their issue. They let go J.D. Martinez. So here's what you've lost. You've lost J.D. Martinez, you've lost A.J. Pollock, and you've basically lost Paul Goldschmidt. Three huge parts of that lineup that you don't have. Um, that's one of the big reasons that that, that they're struggling. Yeah, look at Goldschmidt. All, he has five home runs on the road. No home runs at home yet. Yeah, no, I mean, it, you're, you're totally right. You're, top of that lineup, I mean, 
Owings, 198. Yamar Kick, 223. Jared Dyson's been awful. Nick Ahmed's one of the worst offensive uh, players in the, the entire league. Jeff Mathis is a, a mess. Uh, this is Alex a bad Avila. lineup, man. Really bad. Yeah, but hey, Zach, we're having a little trouble with your phone. It's real hard to hear you, man. Um, what else did you have tonight? I just wanted to pop in Very good. Hey, man, listen, we're going to let you go. You're having a bit of a bad phone line. Uh, thanks for listening, man. We'll, we'll talk to you next time, all right? I'll talk to you. Hey, Zach. Um, yeah, a little bit of a bad phone line. Seems like he has a bad phone line a lot. By the way, Blackjack, before I uh, get rid of the show here, uh, our friend Q chiming in on the uh, on the, the great Twitter universe. Q hasn't called in for a while, but I get the feeling he knows Johnny. He says, good call by Johnny. Uh, yeah, Johnny, if you listen, mentioned a, a friend of his that told him about the show. Um, that might be Q. So Q is obviously spreading the word about the show. So thanks a lot, Q. Uh, we hope you're well, pal, and you're uh, enjoying your time in Dallas. Hope you're staying out of trouble. Um, you know, we always like our friend Q, Blackjack. Yep, Q, a great sure do. Uh, other than that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for listening. He's Blackjack Fletch. You can find him on Twitter at Blackjack Fletch. I'm Jeff Nady. You can find me on Twitter at JFFNADO. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow here on Viva uh, Vegas. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel.